Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. One of the areas where I see people with the worst pain syndromes are people who are weekend warriors. These are the people who are at the highest risk of getting hurt because all week they're in one position, sedentary, and then on the weekend they're going crazy. I am Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Hi everyone, this is Vishen Lakiani and welcome to Mind Valley. So if you're watching the video version of this and my face looks red and beaten up like I just got into a street fight, I want you to know that that is absolutely true. I'm a fucking badass. No, I'm kidding. I did not get into a fight. I basically just had 100 injections put from the top of my head all the way down to my toes. It was part of a whole body stem cell procedure here in Park City, Utah with two brilliant doctors whom I'm about to introduce to you. Dr. Harry Adelson and Dr. Amy Killen, two of the pioneers in this field. And they've basically been helping people get younger and younger through their innovative use of stem cell therapies. If you have read any of Dave Asprey's recent books from Game Changers to Superhuman, you will notice that in both books, Dr. Harry Adelson and his work are mentioned. In fact, in both books, it's mentioned precisely on page 209. Dave Asprey is a big fan of their work, and Dave introduced me to their protocol. So I came here because I wanted to reverse some of the effects of aging that had been ailing my body. More on that in a bit. But first, I want to tell you why this podcast is so important. A friend of mine was at Singularity University around two years ago. And he listened to an incredible lecture on the rate of innovation in medical science. And the professor at the university said this, medical science between 2016 and 2030 will add three months to your life for every year you live. Think about that. Aging is actually slowing down. If you're living in a modern Western country like the United States, you are basically getting three months to your life for every year you live. But here's the crazy thing. After 2030, that same professor said, medical science will add one year to your life for every year you live. This means that at the year 2030, if you are, say, 75, and the average lifespan for an American male and your male is 85, you will actually live to be 95. Now, I did the math on this, and I realized that my lifespan is not going to be 70 or 80. It's actually going to be 110. If you're 40, as I am, you will very likely live to 110. My children, Hayden, my son, will likely live to be 120 or 130. Now, if we're going to go into century-long levels of aging, we want to make sure that our bodies are working fine in our later years. We do not want to be suffering from pain. We do not want to be in a wheelchair. This is what this episode is about. It's about how to slow down the aging of your body because science will keep you alive. But science can keep you alive in a broken, painful, decrepit, wrinkly body. Or you can look incredibly good 
even in your 80s and 90s. You can still have an incredible sex life. You can still do things that you would think a 40 or a 50 year old would be able to do when you're at the age of 100. That is my quest. That is the quest of many prominent biohackers today, like Dave Asprey or Ben Greenfield. Incidentally, both of them are also patients of this particular clinic here in Park City, Utah. So we're going to get started with this episode. And what we're going to do here is completely demolish some of the biggest myths on aging and give you specific procedures that you can do in your own life, some at no cost to you. In fact, some of these will save you money that will actually slow down your aging based on science. Let's get started. Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. Harry, Amy, welcome. Hi, glad to be here. So, you guys just operated on me. My body is still completely sore, but I can't wait for the effects. Because what I wanted to say is that I first discovered this clinic in 2017 when Dave Asprey recommended you guys to me. What happened was I had sciatica nerve damage. So, sciatica is the nerve that goes from your lower back, runs around your upper thigh. And when your sciatica is off, it is incredibly painful. So for four months, I was in brutal pain. I needed aspirin to sleep. And when you have that level of pain, it just kind of ruins your day. So I came to these two incredible doctors and they stuck stem cells. They basically drill a hole in my hip bone, extracted stem cells, cut two little incisions in my love handles, extracted fat, got stem cells from that fat, put it into a mixture, stuck it straight into my lower back. And this is what happened. Instantly, my sciatica completely disappeared. It's now been two years, no memory of that pain. Now, I also incidentally was having some mild lower back pain, and I thought it was just one of those things in life because I know my father, for decades, he's been having lower back pain. I just assumed as I turned 40, this was a way of life. My lower back pain, which had plagued me for 10 years, disappeared within one month, and it has not come back. I feel like I have the back of a 21-year-old. So I'm a big believer in what you guys are doing, and that is the reason I wanted to have you on this episode. That's great, Vish. And just listening to you tell me that story just fills me with happiness. I mean, you can imagine doing this work is so rewarding. We get people who are in bad pain, and they're being told there's nothing to do for it. And there's really no conventional options, and there's no good alternative options. And frequently, those are the people who we can help the most. And it's just wonderful to work with such terrific people like you. What made you guys start investigating this whole field of the application of stem cells to reverse aging? My introduction was when I was in naturopathic school, I had a shoulder mm-hmm. injury. At the time, I was a fanatical rock climber. My whole life revolved around rock climbing. Working out in the gym, getting ready for a climbing trip to France, and I had a shoulder injury. I tore the cartilage in my shoulder. I tore my labrum. And I saw a surgeon and he said, well, you know, I can put a scope in there and cut away the cartilage, but it's going to cause you problems later in life. Or I can put steroid in there, which will suppress the pain for a period of time, but then it actually might make the problem worse. Well, it really didn't make any sense to me. You know, here I was young and healthy. I was in naturopathic school where the guiding philosophical principle is the healing power of nature. And I had something called regenerative injection therapy done to me, which is the injection of natural substances to trick the body into thinking that it's been injured without actually causing any tissue insult, thereby launching the body's natural healing Mm -hmm. cascade. It worked so well that 
You know, my trip to France was splendid and my life path unfolded before me. I practiced regenerative injection therapy. That led to the development of platelet-rich plasma, which is the use of platelets from your own blood injected into problem areas. And then in 2010, I started aspirating stem cells from people's bone marrow to inject into damaged areas for that same purpose. Trick the body into thinking that it's been re-injured, thereby launching the body's natural healing cascade. We're addressing the cause and we're using the healing power of nature, two of the six naturopathic principles. This is amazing. Now, let's first go into the myths of aging before we actually talk about stem cells. By the way, we won't just be talking about stem cells because we know not everyone listening might be able to afford stem cell therapy. We're going to talk about several other procedures that you can do in your own home. Some of these will not cost you any money, but these are practices that have been scientifically proven and are highly recommended to slow down aging. But before we get there, let's talk about some of the myths of aging. Well, I would say the first myth is that aging is beyond our control. There's a lot of things that can be done to control your cellular aging. What do you mean by aging is beyond our control? Because doesn't our body inevitably age and then we die? Your body does age, but the way that it ages and the speed that it ages actually is controlled a lot by the environment and the choices that you make on a day-to-day basis. So when we say that the average lifespan of the American female, I think is 76 and the American male is 74 or 75, what you're saying is that that will not apply to you if you take the right decisions. Potentially. You know, we're certainly seeing there are a lot of technologies that are coming on board, a lot of research where we're actually seeing that we're able to kind of tweak our own bodies with everything from medication to other you know, technologies to home practices. So I think we'll certainly see this change where lifespan is moving, like you said, out further and further. And there are things that we can do right now every single day that can affect how fast we age. Now, both of you, I know your actual age, and I can say both of you look at least 10 years younger than what you really are. I was having breakfast with Harry this morning and when I found out his age, I was kind of shocked. So you definitely apply some of these practices to your own life, obviously. (laughs) Thank you. But people like Dave Asprey, Dave has publicly said he wanted to live to be 180. My goal is 120. I'm just aiming for 120 and I want to be incredibly healthy at 120. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? How realistic is that in today's world? Well, you know my story, Vision. I had a stroke and a bacterial infection of my heart three years ago. And for a lot of people, that would absolutely change the rest of their life. Well, I was kite surfing in the ocean six months later, and my second daughter was born exactly nine months after my heart surgery. So really, like, I attribute that to a long lifetime of healthy practices. We have our stem cells. There's the genetic component of our stem cells' ability to repair our own body, but How we live our lives day to day very strongly impacts our own ability for our body to regenerate itself. Got it. And what we're going to share with the audience here are six practices that we can keep in place day to day that will help our body repair. Awesome. Now, let's talk about the second myth, and it has to do with sex. Yes, it does. (laughs) So the second myth is that the quality of sex diminishes as you get older and your ability to have sex diminishes as you get older. This is a common myth and something I hear every single day, and it's completely wrong. We were talking earlier, and you were saying that you have helped 80-year-olds 
bring sex back into their lives. Yes, I have. I've had patients who have not been able to have sex for five or 10 years and thought it was something that was just in the past, but they were still interested. And through a number of these sort of regenerative therapies, plus lifestyle therapies and other things, we were actually able to bring that component back into their lives. Now, this was such a big topic. We decided to go deep into the idea of lifelong sex in another episode, because what you shared in our interview that we did just before this one was mind-blowing to me. And I can't wait to get it to some of my friends who are in their 60s and 70s. Now, let's go on to the third great myth that we want to bust today. And it has to do with pain. The third myth is that you have to live with pain. Right. I've seen this in my father. I've seen this in many elderly people I know where life is just painful. My grandmother is still alive and she's in a lot of pain. And what you're saying is that pain can be optional. And also we do not need surgery to fix the pain. Precisely. A lot of chronic pain is degeneration of our connective tissues. And if we take steps to improve our own cellular health, we can actually reverse tissue degeneration. Now, this was essentially what you did to me when you got rid of my sciatica pain and my lower back pain almost instantly, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And it was like a two-hour procedure. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Okay. So now let's go into some of the practices that people can bring in. The first practice that we wanted to discuss is the concept of restricted eating. Let's talk about that. One of the things that we have to keep in mind is that a cell is somewhat binary. It's either breaking food down or it's building our tissues back up. When we talk about the field of microbiology, this is, you know, how we take food into us as nutrients and then turn it into regeneration of our body and energy. Well, there's two actions. You're either breaking those substances down that we eat and then we break them down to their simplest form and then we build our tissues back up. Well, you can really only do one or the other at any given time. And one of the real problems in our society is people eat constantly. First thing they do when they wake up is eat The moment they feel the slightest bit of hunger, they eat something. They just sort of stuff that throughout the day. They're just eating all day and they eat right before they go to bed. So your body never gets that opportunity to build back up. And this is the whole concept with intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is saying in certain situations, you just only eat maybe four to six hours in a day, and then you don't eat the rest of the day. Well, the idea behind that, the reason that this actually can be helpful is because the time that we're eating, we're breaking the food down and immediately after eating, but then the rest of the time, we allow our body the energy to build ourselves back up. So you're saying eat, have your meals within a narrow window of time. Okay, let's go deeper. So firstly, coffee or water, does that count? If it's done outside the window? No, it does not. It does not count. Okay, so you can still wake up and have a cup of coffee, but you might want to skip breakfast so that you have that fasting period in. Now, what is the right procedure? Because I've heard different people state different models. I believe Dave Asprey says that two to three times a week is optimal. If you go longer, it can be unhealthy. I've heard Dr. Oz Garcia state counter advice. I'd love to know your view. We don't know for sure if there's one you know, optimal way to do it. Probably the best way is whatever way you'll actually do. We know that caloric restriction is one of the best, if not the best, anti-aging sort of techniques out there. In fact, a lot of the drugs that are trying to be developed right now, they're trying to act like this caloric restriction. So instead of taking a drug, you can actually just reduce the calories you're eating either overall or just squeeze them into a smaller period of time. Right. And what you're saying is there is science, there's a ton of science that shows that fasting and caloric restriction does help. 
but the science is unclear on the exact amount of time or how often you do it, right? So how about I just ask you guys this question? How do you guys practice this? What do you do? So I do more of a restricted time feeding, like he's talking about essentially, you know, maybe don't have breakfast, but I'll have lunch and then I'll have dinner by six o'clock and then I don't eat again until the next day at noon. And then occasionally I'll I see. go So you're going around periods. 16 hours with no food. Exactly. Okay. 16 hours, calorie restriction, no food. And how many times a week do you do this? I do that during the weekdays, all weekdays. I'll do that five times, five a, times week. a week. And then sometimes I'll go for longer periods of time, but I don't generally go for, you know, three or four or five day fasts. Right. Because I like to eat. Yeah. But there is some good science behind going for longer periods of time. So as what well. you mean is you try to have dinner early, you skip breakfast. Every single day you skip breakfast. You only have two meals a day, lunch and dinner. In general. Okay. And you have dinner early. Now this means that after dinner, even if you're say chilling and watching Netflix with your kids, you are not even eating popcorn or a snack or a chocolate bar or nothing. Right? I mean, I'm not perfect, but if possible, I'll be done eating by six or so. Got it. Okay. And you try to do this five times a week. Yes. Awesome. What about you, Harry? I do best with breakfast. So I have breakfast early, but not before seven o'clock. And then I won't eat after 7 p.m. So I just do a 12-hour fast. Mm -hmm. But the part that I really focus on is I'm actually quite strict about not eating between meals. And that's a habit that I picked up when I lived in France. Because in France, people just tend not to snack. And you don't see a lot of obese people in France. Right. The American diet does have some major issues in terms of like obesity. So you go for a 12-hour fast every single day. Mm -hmm. And 12 hours is enough to see the benefits of fasting? It works for me. Great. So that's one really powerful tip. Let's go on to the second thing. And I know you're an expert on this one, the skin and sun. So there was this remarkable picture that was shared on the internet. It kind of became a viral meme and it was of a trucker who for 28 years drove a truck. He had sunlight coming on one side of his face. So one side was exposed to sun, the other side was not. What this is evidence for is that the sun has a hugely damaging effect on our skin but we can take precautions against it, Amy. The sun and photo aging, we call it, is the number one cause of aging in the skin. The UV damage from the sun causes the cells in the skin to break down. It causes collagen, which is actually sort of the main structural support of your skin to literally break down. I tell my patients all the time, sun is good for you in a lot of ways, and I'm pro-sun, but if you care about the skin on your face and how fast it's aging, then protecting it with sunblocks or sunscreens or big hats or shade or, you know, all those kind of things to make a big difference in how fast the skin is aging. So one thing you've said is apply sunscreen every single day on your face. Yes. But I've also heard people say that doing that is unhealthy because sunscreen contains so many chemicals. What is your view on this? So I like to use sunblock, which is a little different. Sunblock is a physical barrier. So like mineral sunblocks, for instance, are just a physical barrier. They don't get absorbed by the skin. Sunscreens are chemical barriers. And those are the ones that we worry about as being damaging to our bodies potentially and the coral reefs and all the things like that. But sunblocks are very safe and very How do you tell the difference between sunblock and sunscreen? It may say on the bottle, or if you look, it's like if it's a zinc zinc or titanium-based mm-hmm. product, it's a sunblock. It's just going to be sitting on your skin and literally blocking the sun I from see. getting to your skin. Look for zinc or titanium-based products mm-hmm. and sunblock, but not sunscreen. Correct. And what about our body? Like when we're going to a beach, is sunscreen okay in those situations on our body? I still like sunblock better. You know, little sun, again, is important and good for you. So there's a big Swedish study that was done that showed that people who had no sun for many years, actually the lack of sun was a risk factor for mortality on par with smoking. So you do want to get sun. Sun's important for so many different things. We know that people who don't get enough sun have increased risk of all kinds of different cancers, cardiovascular disease, diabetes. You know, it's actually really important for you to get some sun, but you never want to burn. 
And I say, protect your face and the areas where you really want to slow down aging Mm -hmm. if you can. Got it. I see. All right. Now let's go on to the third practice, which is recovery. So when it comes to health, a lot of people talk about exercise. Not enough people talk about recovery. And in fact, people who exercise, one of the things that actually can be problematic is overdoing it. So there is a subtle balance that is needed. Let's talk about that. Well, that's something that I see a lot because I treat people with chronic pain. And frequently I get people who are so focused on physical culture and physical activity. CrossFit's been very popular for years. People can sort of get addicted to it and they won't take rest days. One of the things that I learned many years as a high level competitive climber is that You have to focus as much on recovery as you do on the working out. The people who climb every single day crash. You just can't sustain. And I see this a lot in my patients. When you're really trying to do a great physical workout schedule, you need to make sure you work in plenty of rest for your body to recover. That's physical rest. Let's just talk about recovery from exercise. I know Doug McGuff, who wrote the book Body by Science, was big on this. He said, if you're weight training, use super slow strength training and give yourself seven days of recovery time. I've seen Tim Ferriss say the same thing. He says, if you aren't making enough gains in your muscle, it's quite possibly because you aren't giving yourself enough recovery time. Because this is exactly the same sort of binary function of the cells. Just like when you're eating, you're either breaking food down or building yourself up. With muscle cells, when you're working out, you're actually breaking the muscle down. And it's when you're resting that they get to rebuild. Right. And this is why there are studies that show that you actually do better in terms of musculature and strength if you get enough sleep. So we're talking about two different forms of recovery here. One is enough sleep and the other is enough time in between workouts. And sleep is also where your brain resets. This is when your brain completely shuts down and functions in a different way. And this is critical for overall health. Okay, so let's give a pattern here that people can emulate. Now, Doug McGuff suggests seven days recovery time in between workouts. This may be a lot for some people. When I've suggested to some people, they're like, but I can't do that. I really love my workouts. What is the optimal balance that, I mean, as medical doctors, what would you suggest? Well, if you really love working out, then you find activities that are not so focused on sort of one movement or one muscle group. You want to mix up the muscle groups and you want to just sort of stay moving. One of the areas where I see people with the worst pain syndromes are people who are weekend warriors, say dentists or truck drivers. Uh So dentists, they go Monday through Friday, they're sitting in this position for hours on end. A lot of programmers and people who work on computers are sitting in this position for hours on end. And on the weekend, they go completely wild. They're in a hockey league or they're doing a CrossFit. These are the people who are at the highest risk of getting hurt because all week they're in one position, sedentary, and then on the weekend they're going crazy. So what does that mean? Mix up your activity. So if you have a sedentary work, make sure that you get up and move around at least every two hours. So what you're saying is mix and match it up. So for example, if you're doing a heavy workout, say a chest press on a Sunday, you may not work out that same muscle group again for seven days, but in between you could be doing yoga, you could be doing running, you could be doing another type of exercise. So don't overexert on one particular style of workout. Now, what about something like yoga? I know a lot of people who do yoga every single day. Is there a benefit to that? Is there a certain plateau that you reach if you're 
doing it every day? I love yoga. And if I could, I do it every day. However, we see injuries from yoga all the time. I mean, shoulder injuries really? in yoga are actually pretty common because you're just taxing that same muscle over and over again. So I think it's all about mixing things up. And yoga is great for the mind and the body. Right. And certainly there are different types of yoga. So I think that you can absolutely do it every day and not have problems, but you have to be a little careful in the aggressive yogas every single day. I see. Now, the fourth suggestion here that I thought is mind-blowing is sexual health. And I just want to state that there's so much interest in this topic. We did a separate interview with Amy. You'll be able to hear it on the same program. So stay tuned for that. But Amy, give us a quick idea. What do you mean by optimizing sexual health? What I mean by optimal sexual health is giving people the tools to have sort of happy, quality sexual relationships throughout their lifespan. You know, make sure their body is healthy, their mind, so that their relationships can be sexually gratifying throughout the rest of their lives. What we discussed on that was so intriguing. It was so new. We decided to make it a separate episode. Again, stay tuned for that. But what Amy is talking about is the fact that a lot of men over 40 believe that they need Viagra, believe that erectile dysfunction is permanent. A lot of women believe that sexual desire and the quality of sex will start diminishing after 50. A lot of this is completely not true. I want to live to be 120, but I want to be having an incredible sex life till I'm 120. Exactly. And who doesn't, right? And there are practices that you can take. There are certain medical procedures you can do that actually will give you that. And we'll talk about that in a separate episode. Now let's go on to the final idea, stem cells. Stem cells are what determine our biologic age. We have different types of cells in our body. We have heart cells, liver cells, bone cells, but we have stem cells throughout our entire body. Their job is to maintain the health of the environment in which they are. So when you have recovery after injury, it's a stem cell function. What stem cell therapy is, is the idea is that areas of injury, painful areas, are areas where there's either depleted stem cells or you've actually lost your population of stem cells. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we take stem cells from an area where you still have a robust population, such as your bone marrow, then we supplement them with what are called exosomes, which are the growth factors from very young, robust stem cells, add them to your stem cell, which thereby functionally makes your stem cell that of a younger person, and then we put it in the place where you need it most. Right. So what you guys did to me yesterday was you put me under anesthesia. I think it was a two or three hour procedure. You drilled into my bone marrow in my hip. Of course, I didn't feel any of these. You sucked out my stem cells. You mixed it with exosomes and you stuck it all over my body. That's right. Because if you just give it intravenously, the blood flow is just going to take it to your organs. Right. You get very little blood flow in joints and in your spine. You injected it in my thumbs, in my elbows, in my knees. Keep going. Everywhere. Keep going. We everywhere. Did, we did the entire length of your spine from the base right. of your skull down to your tailbone at every level. And we flipped you over, did both shoulders, both elbows, both wrists and thumbs, both hips, both knees, both ankles, and great toes. Now, you also injected it in my hip, my face, and my penis. Let's yes. explain what was yes. going and on I, So I did that. I, so I did injections in your scalp, your face, with microneedling as well. And then I did the penis injections and the shockwave therapy, which is sort of another regenerative therapy. So we really hit all the spots. And I know biohackers like Dave Asprey rave about this full body stem cell makeover. Dave, I believe, told me he plans on doing it every 10 years. Now, I did it because I have a current knee problem that's been persistent for 12 months, and the doctor said, stem cells are your best bet. So I wanted to get one knee fixed, but Harry and Amy here decided to just fix everything. 
<laughs> so if I don't have current pain in my elbows or my joints, does this prevent future pain? Is that the theory? Well, we can't say that with certainty, but we believe that that's the case because there's more and more data showing that stem cell therapy can actually reverse the pain associated with joint pain. Right. So by that model, if you're progressing towards having arthritis, hopefully this is going to turn back the hands of time. That's incredible. Now let's talk about the face, the hair, and the private parts. What do stem cells do in those areas? So for the skin, for instance, as you age, your collagen production goes down. Everyone's does. And collagen, again, gives your face structure. So collagen, elastin, hyaluronic acid, they're all these components of skin that make your skin look youthful. And those all go down starting at about age 25, which is a little unfair. So what we're doing is essentially we're stimulating your cells that are already in your skin to start making those components again. So we're just kind of giving those cells a little jab and saying, hey guys, stop being so lazy. Like, get back to work. We need some more collagen. We need some more elastin. So this will basically make my skin look better. Yeah. So it makes your skin and, look more youthful. And what does it do for hair? So same kind of thing. It's basically taking the follicles, which are the little parts of the hair, and we're kind of turning back time on the follicles. The follicles, as you get older, will spend more time in this sort of resting in phase called telogen. We're turning it back to a healthier phase where the hair follicles are thicker, more robust, and there's more of them. And I want to state for the benefit of people watching that I found this to be true. I have had stem cell treatments in my hair before, and my barber has observed that what was about to be a bald spot, completely vanished. Mm -hmm. And my hair became a lot thicker. And so I want to have a full head of hair when I'm 50 and 60. Yeah. And I've become a believer in this process. And I know a lot of men, hair loss is one of the biggest things men fear. And I just wanted to share that because I want you guys to know, men who are listening, that there are some incredible treatments out there from stem cells to PRP. What does PRP stand for? That's platelet-rich plasma. It's just okay. using your blood platelets. And I use those as well for you. So yeah. it's platelets plus all these other sort of fancy right. things. Right. So Google that. Now, let's talk about the private parts. So yeah. Dave Asprey kind of popularized this. In an interview I did with Dave Asprey, he said that both he and his wife in their 50s have had both the P shot, the penis shot, and the O shot, mm -hmm. which is the woman's equivalent. And he said, and his wife said, that it has made a remarkable difference in their sex life. What is going on there? Basically, we're doing the same kind of things. We're trying to get your body, the cells that are already there like in your penis, to act more youthful. So to increase blood flow to the area, to make the cells that are there the healthier versions of themselves, to even maybe repair nerves. And we've seen that in some animal models. So essentially, we're trying to you know, create firmer erections, longer lasting erections. And for women, it's things like you know, improvement in pleasure and orgasm and lubrication, all of those kinds of things. So essentially, just again, revitalizing that tissue. I see. Now, what type of benefits do people see? Basically, longer erections, longer and stronger and longer lasting, less downtime between erections, more reliability for men, more pleasure, more sensation in a lot of guys. And for women? And for women, same kinds of things. Better sensation, better orgasms, more pleasure, better lubrication, even tightness uh, can be improved. Do you recommend this for men and women over a certain age? It's not so much about an age. I have patients who are in their early 30s who get this procedure, especially with like women who've had children and things have kind of changed, you know, with childbirth. Mm -hmm. Men, I have men who've had or health dysfunction of some degree, even if they're in their 30s sometimes. So, you know, we want to look at the whole body, but there's not really a single age. It's all about kind of what kind of results do you want? Amazing. Cool. So anyway, I uh, just finished this full body stem cell makeover. Can't wait to see the results. <laughs> and I wanted you guys who are watching to know that medical science is amazing. And these type of technologies are now available. How many people in the world have had a full body stem cell makeover? We've done over a hundred at this point. Yeah. Over a hundred. Yeah, That's it's been, amazing. It's been very well received. 
That's great. How many years have you been doing it? Two years. Two years? That's amazing. Again, if you want to know more about this, if you're a biohacking fan, I'm sure you've read Dave Asprey's books like Game Changers or Superhuman, check out page 209, right? In both books. In both books. It's funny how it's on the same page where Dave talks about Harry and Amy. And if people want to find out more, what website do they go to? To yeah. learn about the pain procedures, Docere Clinics, D-O-C-E-R-E Clinics. C-L-I-N-I-C-S. Correct. Dot com. Right? That's right. Docere, D-O-C-E-R-E And Docere, by the way, is the Latin verb to teach. The root of the word doctor is teacher. So Docere means doctor as teacher. Oh, cool. So docereclinics.com. And Amy? And then for my procedures, the sexual health and the skin procedures, it's docerimedical.com. And I'm also active on Instagram, Dr. Amy B. Kellen. I see. Docere Clinics and Docere Medical. Exactly. Okay. And if people want to do both procedures... Like I did. Yeah, just reach out to either one of those websites and we'll bring it together. They go to the same place. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. So thank you so much, guys. It's such an honor having you. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.